Ah, it was nice hearing that song more than more than once the other night, wasn't it? Oh man! Woo! Woo! Finally got off the Schneid at home, boys. Finally broke out. What's up, guys? It's uh, it's talking BS. You know what it is? It's Corrado. We're doing Bruins game five recap and Celtics game three. Uh, we'll also try if we have enough time. We'll try and throw some previews in for tonight. Sorry I didn't get you the episode yesterday. Life kind of just happened and um, couldn't get it out. Um, the truth is I got kind of lazy yesterday and then by the time I wanted to do it, Game of Thrones was coming on and I was like, yeah, they can wait. They can wait till Monday morning. <laughs> um, so we'll start Bruins. Um, huge pivotal uh, Game 5 win. Um Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, just a heart attack. The, it, it was typical, you know, Boston sports, heart attack, just fucking agony. <laughs> a lot of these games, I mean, people people get on us because, you know, we're cocky or, you know, we brag about the championships and our teams, we're always in it. One of the, one of the hazards of the job I guess, or hazards of the lifestyle of being a Boston sports fan is that you don't get any breaks. You get no breaks all year. All year, one of your teams is in the playoffs. All fucking year. So you're more subject to these, you know, heart palpitations, anxiety attacks, panic attacks, um, psychotic outbreaks, things like that. (laughs) Things... Things that make your fucking cheese slide off your cracker. This is what I'm saying. Um, in an early grave. This is this will lead to all of us being in early grave. These 20 years, this 20 year run of sports is just gonna. We're all gonna be dead. We're all gonna be fucking dead, and it's gonna be way too soon. But you know what? At least we'll have the championships. At least we'll have the fucking championships, and there better be another one. There better be at least another one coming. This summer, um, as far as Tuka Rass playing, I don't see uh, why there's any reason why there shouldn't be. If he plays as well as he's played these last two games, um, he's been incredible. Thirty-three saves again the other night. Um, four. I, I have down in my notes four. Uh, like gotta have it. Uh, breakaway or odd man rush. Uh, game saving saves two in the last minute and a half of the game alone. Um, he's he's just been dynamite. He's been their rock back there. Um, I thought the game was a, a it was almost like two games in one. The first two periods were very muddled. The Bruins were playing down to Columbus. Um, to Columbus's effort. Columbus's effort wasn't there all night. It was only there in the third period when they you know they scored those two goals. I think they scored two goals in a minute fifty three, right there in the middle of that third period. Brought him right back. Um. But other than that, they didn't show, they didn't show much fight. Um, Pasternak gets getting off the Schneid is huge. Um, with a goal and an assist last night, he played I, again. It was the it was a tale of two games for him too. He had a couple early turnovers in the first period. Um, even though they had some decent thrusts, he wasn't the first line had some decent thrusts. He wasn't shining, and then in the third period, I felt like. The, the first line kind of, I don't know what the locker room 
was like, but I felt like the first line, whether they said it to themselves or they said it to everybody else or it just happened, they they said in one way or another, this we're taking the series right now. We're we're the best players on the ice. Who are these fucking Columbus Blue Jackets? Who do they think they are coming into our building? And the first line um, really, really showed up and showed uh, showed why they've been called the best line in hockey all year. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough moniker to live up to, and um, they played they played huge the other night. Played absolutely huge. Um, so a couple couple interesting stats. Um, the Bruins, uh, when taking a lead into the third period this postseason, are seven and zero now. They were thirty one three and three during the regular season, and the Blue Jackets are one and two when trailing going into the first two periods, and they went two twenty three and one in the regular season. So, um, hopefully that's indicative of what's going to happen tonight. Um, hopefully the Bruins can get up. If the Bruins get it, so basically, I say that to say this. If the Bruins get up on them early tonight, it's going to be night-night. Um, I know, I'm, I want to talk more about that third period because that's where all the action was. I mean, it's fucking six goals, um, you know, in the matter of ten minutes in that game. Um and it wasn't for, I, I wouldn't say any of the goals scored in the first period were, were softies, really, um, for for either for either goalie. Uh, it was just very high skill level by everybody who was involved um, on both sides of the, on, on, on both teams. Um, so as far as, <laughs> as far as how, the Blue Jackets got back into it. That really impressed me. That impressed me a lot. Um, I'd like to say it didn't surprise me, but it kind of did. It shouldn't have surprised any of us that they that they gritted down and and battled back and scored those two goals and whatever it was within two minutes of one another, um, because that's how they've been playing all postseason. I mean, that first game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're down three nothing. Uh, it's not even like halfway through the first period, and they come back and win that game. Um, that team's never dead, and in the fourth game is always the toughest game to win in any seven game series. Uh, that's a cliche, but it's the fucking truth. Um, they're at home tonight. They're going to be coming out flying around, going absolutely bonkers there. Uh, that's a good crowd. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how seasoned the crowd is at. Uh, or adept they are at knowing what's going on in a hockey game, um, but they're passionate as hell, and it seems that they want a championship and that they they're loud. <laughs> that fucking that that bar in Columbus is loud. Say what you want about the fans, it's loud there. Um, speaking of the Blue Jackets, Panarin he's he was a liability for them. On Saturday night, he he cost them the game. <laughs> uh, I know he had. I think he had a couple points. He had. The, I know he had the assist on the game tying goal. Um, but he he was dreadful. 
the he he was responsible for the first and the fourth goals for the Bruins single handedly. That first goal that we score, he's in the offensive zone. He does this spin around the spinorama fucking you know whirling dervish type thing. Uh, Backus takes the puck right off his stick, uh, headmans it, charges the net. Krejci gets a chance and the puck just goes in. Um, Panarin kind of looked defeated when it happened. He kind of put his head down and then start, but not to skate, put his head down in disgust sort of. And then in that third period, Carlo just bullies him. <laughs> that exchange between Carlo and Panarin, it wasn't an exchange as much as Carlo just kicking his ass, checked him about four or five times, bullied him off of the puck quite literally. Um, that creates the two-on-one chance for Pasta. Pasta buries it with an absolute laser beam. Um, Carlo's been playing fantastic. Defense has been playing a lot better um, for the Bruins. I've been worried about it, especially with Clifton, um, especially with Krug's size against this Columbus team. I know Krug is a very serviceable defenseman, uh, offensive-minded, but he's been he's been good. Uh, he's had a few he's had a few flubs here and there, but um, I think he's played okay. Um, Connor Clifton is an AHL player; he's trash, um, but I think we can mask him if we keep playing the way we're playing. Uh, Bruce obviously keeps his minutes down; he knows um, he knows who to play; he knows which buttons to push. He was very. Um, He was talked in glowing terms about the young guys last night. Um, McAvoy, Pasternak, Carlo. Um, you know, they're all 22 to 25, and they all stepped up absolutely huge last night and um, carried those veterans for a little bit um, in those middle periods. So um, also a little, uh, just a little, little post thing. Torrell is a douche. I mean, did you did you see that post game interview? He's he's nipping, he's nipping at all the the it's his own guys too. It's his own. It's the Columbus papers and the and the Columbus writers, and he's nipping at them. You know, ask me a hockey question. What kind of qu- don't ask me questions? You know the answer to already. But he thinks he's fucking Popovich, dude. What have you won? What a, you won you won a Stanley Cup two lockouts ago, and he thinks he can fucking grunt and shit in front of the fucking media like he's Bill Belichick. You're not you're not the shit, Torts. You're an asshole. Answer the que- you lost. Answer the fucking questions. Be a man and answer the questions. You're there for six minutes, not even. I think he took three questions and he fucking took his ball and went home. He's a douche. We better fucking beat them tonight. He is such a douche. Ugh, I hate him. Uh, every time they show, NBC loves to show his face too. Oh, they love to show his face. They love to show that, that he looks like a fucking ugly bulldog. And he scrunches his face. Ugh, what an asshole. Anyways, um, is there anything else that I wanted to get to from the from the Bruins? I mean, Rask is huge. I mean, we're telling a different story with that collapse. That. Cl- because I I had a completely different tone and tenor to what I was gonna say today. If that if that Bruins te- if if they don't score, if Pasternak doesn't score there in that last uh, three minutes, and we win, if that game goes to overtime, there's no I've I've been a 
been a Bruins fan for a very long time. I've seen that movie before. I've seen that blow the lead in the playoffs, go to overtime, get your fucking lungs ripped out movie. I've seen it's. I hate it, but I I've watched it many times. Um, I felt that one coming in this um, this squad, especially that first line, manned up, go time, crunch time. They buried it. They absolutely buried it. And they're sitting pretty now. Sitting pretty going into tonight. And I feel great about it. I'm two I'm two out of three. I call I call I called it on the second podcast. I called it. Three in a row. Three in a row. We're going for it tonight. Um Speaking of three in a row, if the Celtics don't win tonight, they have to win three in a row. So basically if the Celtics don't win tonight, that fucking series is over. <laughs> um that's in part why I'm probably going to do like I've been doing, and I'm probably going to uh, DVR the Celtics and watch the Bruins uh, tonight because Celtics are in a little bit of a hole. <laughs> um, they're down 2-1. Since the merger, uh, the teams that have won Game 3 in every playoff series since the merger, they win the series 73% of the time. That's not great. Um for my preview for Game 3, I talked about you need to take away one or the other. You need to take away Giannis, or you need to take this, take away the secondary scoring. That didn't happen. <laughs> Giannis goes off for 32-13-8. Middleton drops 20 on 3. He's on 3 of 6 shooting from fucking from 3-point land. He's on fire. NBA Jam on fire. Uh, Miritich had 13. He hit a... he. All his points were on 3s. Um... They're not defending. They're not defending. They're giving up too many points. They're giving up way too many points, way too many good looks. Um, Giannis is absolute is an absolute monster. <laughs> he's a real he's a real life monster. Like I think he he plays like he's thirteen feet tall. It's unbelievable. It's great. <laughs> it's great to watch. Not so great when it's when he's absolute when he's just wiping the floor with all five guys on your team. Um. Kyrie, big 29 points, big whoop. He's shooting 36% from the field, 25% from three. Um, Tatum is just in a slump. Like, I haven't seen a, a guy get in a slump. I mean, he waited to the playoffs to have his sophomore slump season. <laughs> I mean, he's got 11 points. He had four. Of the, I mean, he's got 15, he's got 15 points in the last two games. Uh, he's not knocking down any open threes. He was 0 for 5 on threes. Um, He's been awful. Uh, a lot of the Celtics, they call them green teamers. A lot of Celtics homers will say the officiating was horrendous. Uh, that that call on Jalen Brown kind of went viral on Twitter of uh, him basically standing next to somebody uh, up at half court. And he kind of, I don't even know if he touched the guy's jersey or something. The ref blows the whistle and kind of sh- kind of shook his hand and did the did the shoulder shrug with the with his palms up type deal like I don't know <laughs> like Sil- silver told me to do it I don't know <laughs> silver wants it to go seven and his fucking shoulders are just like stuck up in the air <laughs> um, that didn't really surprise me I think the NBA fishing is by far the most horrendous in all sports um, that's subject to change with the the new rules in the NFL where you can 
for some preposterous reason, you can challenge pass interference now. Um, but I think the NBA has by far the worst officiating. And they have the most checkered pass with officiating um, with that fucking ref. What was his name? Donahue. Uh, back in the early 2000s with the point shaving and the throwing of games, throwing series. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I think, but again, the NBA, it's not that it's rigged. Because that's that's something that a, a poor loser would say, but they have the NBA has an idea in mind how many games they want a certain series to go, especially later the later the playoffs go, and they they're very cognizant of ratings. That's why they're taking fucking two and three days off uh, in between these games, which is ridiculous. I I think like is, is this postseason going to get over by july 4th like are they sure it's going to be done in june they keep if you keep taking two and three days off in this with the teams in the same city it's not going to (laughs) work uh they're talking they're talking like they want a game on every night so they want at least one west coast and one east coast game on every night um but that water that waters it down that water that waters the whole thing down when you have to wait so long because I'm kind of pissed at the league that's almost another reason why I'm going to watch the Bruins tonight I'm kind of pissed at the NBA fucking put it on yesterday put it on last night put it on yesterday afternoon at 3 30 like what are we why what why do we have to now I have to watch both like I don't know um what else are we getting to here um yeah the Bruins the Bruins we're on Celtics, Corrado. Figure it out. Um, they're giving up, way, like I said, giving up way too many points. Um, two straight games, giving up 120 points. They're four and ten this year, including the playoffs, when they give up 120 points. They only gave up 120 points 14 times. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. They've been very, very good defensively this year. Um, Stevens kind of prides himself on that. He's a very, you know. Midwestern blue collar, you know. He's a <laughs> he 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 played Duke in the in the uh, national championship, but he's a very you know slap the slap the floor intensity. Um, you know he let he likes to talk about how good his his defense is uh, on his teams. So he's got to figure it out tonight. He's got to. <laughs> Take one of them away, Brad. Take one of them away. Take Giannis away. Make make Giannis only score twenty tonight, or make sh- or make sure Middleton doesn't score twenty. Make sure they're not on fire from three like they have been the last two games. Defend the three point line. They haven't. They abs- <laughs> They haven't defended the three point line at all, and they're missing their wide open threes. That's what the league's turned into, and the the Celtics are kind of a, a product of it. They they got on board um, almost immediately after Golden State did. I mean, they haven't gone on runs like Golden State, but they noticed the trend of the three point shot and how prevalent it is. Um, it's not only prevalent; it's pretty much what they do now. It's pretty much the game plan: more threes than twos. Um, and it's been like that for a while since Golden State's reign uh, started a few years ago. So, I mean, if you if you're not defending the three and you're not sinking the three. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a short series. It's gonna be a short, 
short series for the Celtics if they don't figure it out tonight. Um, I'm not very confident they will. <laughs> um, but I've been wrong on almost every single Celtics game that I watch. So um, they probably win tonight. <laughs> and they uh, keep an eye at the on the box score tomorrow or tonight after the game for free throws for both teams. Um, like I said, the officiating. I'm sure they don't want the Celtics. It's not that they don't want the the Bucks not to win. It's that I don't think they want the Celtics to go down three to one, heading to Milwaukee, where it's almost a fait accompli that they'll just get absolutely demolished. And then the Kyrie. That's when we get into Kyrie free agency. And I think if the Celtics are on the brink of elimination at any points during this playoff, it's going to be very, very bad. Um, They've faced adversity a lot during this regular season, and they've just handled it terrible. Lots of pouting, lots of finger-pointing, pushing, shoving. Um, Kyrie, and just the way he does his interviews, and he's very wordy and talks about himself uh, very egotistical tough to I love him as a basketball player he's honestly not just because he plays for the Celtics he's honestly my favorite basketball player to watch play I just love his game and probably next to LeBron because he wants to be LeBron probably next to LeBron he's my second like most hated player off the court not even off the court just his interviews I hate his interviews um, he's just so full of himself and so not self-aware of what's happening and what people are saying about him. He thinks he, there's, you know what? There's nothing worse than there's two co- human qualities that are terrible and Kyrie has them both. One is a person who loves to hear the sound of their own voice and two is a person who thinks they're the smartest person in the room when they're clearly not. <laughs> And Kyrie checks both those boxes. So he's very hard to like in an interview setting, in a press setting. Um, maybe he's not like that with his friends or his teammates, but I don't know. It it must bleed over even a little bit, right? Um, he, I don't think he's just putting on this show and doing this, you know, this big thing just for the media. I don't think. Um but yeah, that'll be very interesting if they do go down tonight. If they do go down three to one, I mean, check that post game, see what, see what Kyrie has to say. Um, I'm sure there, somebody's gonna poke the bear and ask about, you know, with you know, with one more game left, do you think it, you know, is it New York? Is it LA? He'll get pissed and fucking leave. It's gonna be you're gonna you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna tune into the to the post game especially. Uh, especially if the Celtics lose tonight, um, which again I don't I don't have the best feeling um, about their chances tonight. But again, the NBA the NBA is gonna NBA. You know <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna make sure they get all their TV dollars. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this thing still does go seven, but it's it's a t- it's tough. It's going to be, it's up to Brad. It's up to Brad and it's up to um, 
I believe I haven't checked yet. I probably should have checked before I started. I believe Marcus Smart's playing tonight. I believe. Um, for how long? I don't know. I don't know if he'll be on a minutes restriction. Um, he might even still be a game time decision right now as I'm recording. Um, but I don't know. I think defensively, maybe he can make a difference on somebody on Middleton, on Miritich, on somebody, please, somebody, please defend the three point line <laughs> for me or just make sure Giannis doesn't score 35 and, and out rebound your whole team. Um, you got to take one of them out. You got to take the secondary scoring or Giannis out. Um, I think that's going to do it. That's 25 minutes right there. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for following the pages. I've gotten a lot of um, tweets and direct messages on um, on my accounts. Lots of positive encouragement. Lots of good job. Love the show. I uh, really appreciate all that. It's great. Um, the pages again are on Twitter. It's uh, at Talkin BS One, and on Instagram we're at underscore Talkin BS. And yeah, hope you guys have a hell of a week. Hopefully the Bruins they can close it out tonight because uh, this is an anti Game Sevens podcast. Um, unless it's a must win for our team. Like if our team's down, if our team's down or it's tied, whatever. We, we don't want game sevens. We don't, we, this is an anti-game seven podcast. We don't do them. Um, but we will if we have to. If the Bruins uh, somehow don't clinch tonight. So, um, yeah, thanks again. And um, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Talk about these games tonight. All right, thanks. Go C's. Go B's. Love you.